Hello and welcome to another edition of the Parker Parker Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. As you're listening to this, love and respect to everyone out there. I wanted to talk today about artists and creativity, right? So much we talk about it the world, but art is so, so important. You know, and I sit back and think about all the art and artists and music and pictures and imagery, all the things that influenced me over the years, you know, or times that I really enjoyed. There's something so beautiful in the act of creation. It really is an amazing thing. I think it's to the essence of who we are, and it speaks to who we are, right? Art is an amazing thing. Shout out to all the art and artists that influenced me over the course of my life. I think about, like, great albums, you know? Like, the power of music, for instance, is phenomenal, really. Because good music is going to be timeless. Good music is good no matter how or when you listen to it or how long it's been since it originally came out. If it's truly timeless, if it's classic music, it's going to sound great no matter how much time passes, you know. And there's so many examples of that, right? I mean, there's a ton. The Beatles' Abbey Road, for instance, personal favorite of mine. Love that album. Amazing on so different levels. And I don't even know all the, the names of the songs, but there's that stretch there where there's about three or four songs, if you look at the track listing, that really all run together and just make one a fantastic song on Abbey Road. Like That, that part is amazing to me. I, I want to say it's what kicks off after She So Heavy plays, which is also a phenomenal uh, track, right? And something that I always try to keep in mind when I'm listening to music is I try to keep in mind the era of which it was created in, because, especially if we're talking about music, a lot of times it's going to be social commentary to what's going on. You know, you hear about, you know, all the words surrounding like Viet- Vietnam protest songs and and those kinds of things, and all the music that came out in that that era. You know, um, you could really hear the time within that music. You know, and the civil rights movement is going on around the same time. You know, and you got you got Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" coming out around that time. You know. Um, You've, you know, there, there's countless ones. Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> there was there was an old Vietnam show. I forget the name of it, but that was the theme song to it, and it was it was so perfect. You know that combination of the of that wartime with that that song that was you know like just the the feeling of of, of that war and how senseless it seemed and. You know, the draft that was going on and people might go die in that in that bullshit. You know, it's uh it was very real, you know. And you could I could think about all kinds of different albums like that. You know, I've I've got a lot of personal influences. Um, and I try to keep my horizons fairly broad when it comes to music. I think it helps to keep an open mind is to also listen to a lot of different types of music and see what's out there. And because every genre of music has the artists that do whatever that genre is, they do it really well, right? Really well respected. 
within that field. Even if you don't happen to be a fan of whatever particular genre it is, when you see the person that's really talented in that field, you can recognize it. You know, you you can say, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, when I when I see that particular artist, you know, I'm not into this music or whatever, but I can I can respect the talent that they're bringing to the table and performing whatever song it is. You know, um, but I think of uh, I think of albums that meant a lot to me growing up, uh, or just albums that I really enjoyed. You know, it's uh, like Blood Sugar Sex Magic comes to mind from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Thought it was a phenomenal album. You know. Um, the vibe of that thing was was really really like uplifting and feel good and um you know there's some there's some other things on there that aren't so feel good but you know overall though i i just love the feel of that album i, I thought that album was great to me uh nirvana's nevermind another one you know i mean that that's that album was huge for so many you know but i was right there in that movement of uh you know listening to that album all the time that Nevermind got heavy rotation from me. Alice in Chains' Dirt is another one. Great, great album. Um, Master of Puppets by Metallica when it was out. Also, great album, you know. Um, and Equimini from Outkast. Phenomenal, you know. It's a great album. Rage Against the Machines first album i mean all of aging machine is great but that first album was the first time that i heard anybody do metal and in hip-hop fusion correctly you know um with the exception of maybe anthrax and public enemy because that was a great track too with bring the noise uh you know and i aerosmith you know i and run dmc there's i guess there is there's tracks that i can think about but but rage against the machine was the first band that like made that was their sound you know and that fusion of hip-hop and metal uh together um, was unparalleled and mind-blowing at the time for me like purely mind-blowing and really uh, you know i don't know if i've heard another band like that 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 got it so right (laughs) is what they did you know and it was a combination of you know, Zach De La Rocha's lyrics and just ferocity of the band, you know. And, of course, they all were on that tip. You know, Tom Morello, uh, Harvard graduate, and his study in political science. You know, I mean, it's not like these guys didn't know what they were talking about, right? Um, and then Tom Morello's playing on the t- guitar, the the bass playing on Rage. I mean, just a phenomenal band. Like, a great, great band. Great sound and... You know, I don't. I don't know if anybody ever else did it right to that level, that fusion of hip hop and metal uh, together. Which, you know, in both those genres, just phenomenal. And hip hop's so great. I, I mean, like Wu Tang's "Enter the Thirty Six Chambers." Like, you know, I'm all over the place with music. You know, there's uh, Pink Floyd's "The Wall." I, I could go on and on. You know, for bands that had a lot of influence to me, or just like inspiration, you know, uh, the Black Star album with the most deaf to live quality, phenomenal. Everything from the ruckus uh, time period, Black on Both Sides, Eternal Affairs, Train of Thought, you know, all all those albums that came out on that label in that time period was quintessential hip-hop to me, like phenomenal uh, combination of just, you know, l- lyrical just like, 
you know, a lot of people call it social hip hop or whatever, you know, it's, but to me, it was just motherfuckers killing the mic, speaking truth, speaking truth to power and just bringing it, you know, um, a lot of love and respect for that whole time period, that whole record label, you know, um, and I going on, but you know, the thing is, it's kind of funny though, is like, as you get older, right, there's this, there's this thing that happens where you stop paying attention to a lot of the new music that comes out, uh, you know, not to say everybody does this, but I think it's a natural kind of tendency, right, for a lot of people to where they just kind of reminisce for the music they grew up with. That's the thing that hit them most for whatever reason, you know. It's that, that time period when you get to, you know, maybe early, because I, I remember listening to Queen's Another One Bites the Dust at a very young age, and, uh, you know, that always, like, just stuck with me. That bass line was just, you know amazing yeah it's uh yeah it's it's something that's always with me and you know in my head like when i hear it i can hear it you know what i mean like it's uh yeah phenomenal but it, you know i was jamming out of that when i was three years old right so they go way back so but there's no the music from the from a young age right from when it, who knows when it first starts maybe as soon back as you can remember right uh, but the music that you listen young, the music you listen to when you're coming of age as a teenager, that music will always mean so much to you. And so what happens is in in the going back and reminiscing on the music that you grew up with and loved uh, when you were growing up is that you tend to ignore any of the new music that comes out, or at least most of it. And, you know, sometimes it's a shame because there's a lot of good new music that comes out. Uh, it's just you have to dig a little bit harder because the avenues for finding it aren't the same anymore. You know, uh, it's uh, the, there was a time when MTV broke a new artist. You know, like Nirvana, for instance, when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out, like that that changed everything. You know, in a lot of ways. Uh, but but there's those moments and times, and then they're kind of gone, and then it's word of mouth, and it's the internet, and that kind of thing. But everybody's attention is so spread out, you know, and not coming from a single source the same way that MTV would is that it, you know, the the attention span is a lot more divergent, right? And it's probably for better or for worse, you know, uh, because. At the same time, while that might hurt artists getting crazy exposure, it also provides different avenues, like the fact that you could listen to me on the same channel that you can go in and get Pink Floyd's entire album is is pretty incredible, you know, and especially uh, beneficial to a guy like me who otherwise would not have any kind of recognition outside of just, you know, the people that I deal with or not deal with, but, you know, the people that I interact with on a regular basis, right? <laughs> like, if you're not one of those people, uh, nobody would know who the fuck I was, right? But instead, it, well, not instead, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, <laughs> shout out and love to everybody I know out there, but it's just one of those things to where there's also going to be that ability for people that don't know me at all uh, to hear this, and, and, and for those people, all they'll know is the words that I have, you know, through this podcast, and that's phenomenal, right, and, and shout out and love and respect to all y'all out there that, you know, are represented in that group who don't know me personally at all that are hearing this, 
you know, much love and respect to y'all. I see, I see the little dots out there when I'm looking at the, uh, the podcast deal that allows you to kind of see, you know, where your audience is growing and that kind of thing. And it's cool. I know I got some people out there, um, that certainly look like they're regular, uh, listeners to the podcast and love and respect to y'all, man. Uh, uh, or, or ladies, you know, as it may be, I don't, I don't really say that word in a, uh, a gender specific mind state when I use it, but, uh, just so it's not misconstrued, you know, love and resp- respect to everybody out there listening, you know, I appreciate y'all. And this is kind of my artistry, you know, cause I've been talking forever, right? Like I, I started talking at a very young age and was always, you know, noted by adults for how well I spoke as a three and four year old, right? Like I've been talking articulately for a long time and, you know, maybe, maybe too much partying along the way, (laughs) put a damper on being truly eloquent, a master of the voice, the orator of the century. (laughs) Now I'm just bullshitting, but you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, who's to say? Right. But but the fact that I'm in a situation to where I can be heard across the globe potentially is amazing to me. And uh, it's it's not something that we should take for granted in this day and age of information and the ability to spread ideas so quickly to uh, across the globe. Really, you know, Uh, we shouldn't take that for granted. And it'd be cool if all the artists of the world were really. just outpouring their work to the public to where people could really see it. Cause you know, I'm also a, a poet, right? I've, I've been writing poetry since, you know, probably in, in earnest since I was 12 or so. And in all those years, like nobody, but my immediate friends or family have ever heard of like, nobody, you know? And that's, that's a damn shame, and it's also my own fault for that being the case, right? And in a way, I feel like, you know, perhaps I've robbed the world of something of not uh, sharing that stuff and losing it. And that's the bigger thing is because you can always share something or people can find it at a later time. But, like, I've straight up just lost fucking poetry that, you know, will never be seen or heard from again, you know, presumably. And uh, that's you know, in a way that's criminal, right? Uh, and to everybody that never gets a chance to hear it, you know, I apologize for real. Uh, but I'm trying to make amends in doing this kind of thing here, the podcast and spreading ideas and thoughts because there's something that happens in that creative space. It's very, very uh, beautiful. You know, I think it's there's close to the, the spirit of God, right? It happens in that creation, right? Because, you know, that's like the act of it, of, of creation, like life happens, you know, art happens, right? Because, you know, we can't create life, but we can create art, you know, and life, ha- that art will have a have a life of its own, you know, the energy and the, the feeling of it and those kinds of things, you know, so shout out to that. And, you know, that's what artists are doing or creating that vibe or that feeling, that impression, you know, and letting it live on. And it's the expression of that and that creativity of that, which is, you know, a very important force. It's an important force. It's an important factor. And if you're hearing this and you are an artist, please go share your work with, 
you know, friends, family, get it out there as much as you can and as many a, a face as you can, you know, or an ear. You know, I don't need to be the only podcaster out there, right? And obviously I'm not. I mean, it's there's a lot to be out there. So, again, appreciate y'all for bringing me your attention. Um, and of all the things that you could be doing in the world right now or listening to right now, when you hear this, you're choosing to listen to me in this moment in time in space where uh, the the now uh, the two nows <laughs> so to speak collide right because i'm recording this right now you'll hear it later but when you're listening to it it's gonna be now and when that happens thank you thank you for giving me the time out of your day uh to put your attention to the words that i have to say in that moment in this moment and share with the world you know it's it's not lost on me how magical a thing that is. And if I was right next to you, you know, it's handshakes and pounds and smiles and jokes and love, right? Because uh, that's 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 what it's all about at the essence of things. It's just trying to get those as much of those moments in your life as possible of of meaningful experience and interaction and in those moments where you know it counts, you know? to be there in that moment to that experience and whatever it may be i think you know that could come from a a million different places for a million different reasons to a, a million different people but that feeling i think at its core is is very much the same you know across the board right that that feeling like this this moment right here in my life whatever it is that you're doing matters in a very significant way and we should try to stack up as much of that in our own lives as possible you know to go out and grab that and to embrace it and to keep on pushing to where we get the opportunity to go have those moments because you're not going to have them in the middle of you at work very unlikely you know, and if it does, it's because of the interaction that you're having with coworkers or, you know, maybe it's a customer interaction or whatever that that gets you like this this feeling of like, oh, there's real connection here. You know, who knows? I, I guess it can come at any point. But being at work severely lessens the percentage that you'll feel something like that, I think, you know. Of a truly, oh, this this matters significantly in my life. I'm so glad I'm experiencing this right here, you know. And shout out and love to everybody. It's, you know, it's not to belittle the interactions that I have with people. I love the people I work with. Uh, shout out to all y'all listening. I know there's a lot out there. And, uh, you know, handshakes to y'all and, and much love. You know, it's just... It's just the moment you're at work, right? So you got like it, those interactions that you wish lasted longer get interrupted because work comes along, you know, and that kind of thing. So, you know, but but shout out to all y'all and uh, shout out to the fight for enhancing those experiences and having more of a chance to actually go have them. And, you know, when it comes to art, I think a lot of that uh, plays into it, you know, and so... Go out there and be an artist every chance you get, whatever form that it is. There's a lot of create uh, beauty that happens in creativity. Like that's that's where the magic happens for real, you know. And um, shout out to all the artists of the world out there. Shout out to everybody listening to this 
love and respect to y'all. And, uh, you know, I just truly believe in that, creating those moments in your life. And, and that art is closely tied to it. A lot of times it's the expression of those moments. And not all for the good, right? Pain inspires a lot of art, you know? Um, and the emotions and the range is like, because humans are are so complex and diverse and so much depth within a person. You know, you don't always know somebody until you know somebody, right? And that that gets into the staying away from judgment aspect of things is that if you only took somebody on a surface level or if you only perceive a person to be one particular way, chances are is that you probably got it wrong, right? Um and so judgment a lot of times can word it against you because you get to thinking it's only going to be a certain way with the person. And then you realize there's so much more to them than what you originally knew, right? Uh, I am very much a jokester out in my normal day-to-day life. And I like being in that space, you know. I will sit there and make up dad jokes on the fly like it's nobody's business, right? And some of them are terrible and some of them are pretty good, I think, you know, at least myself, right? But the thing about the dad jokes is that even if they're terrible, it's a dad joke. So it's kind of intended to be terrible, right? Or at least very safe, you know? And because of that, it's cool, right? It's going to be corny as hell and it's still going to be a pretty good dad joke. So I kind of love them. Uh, for that reason, because I don't have to be a comedic genius on the level of a Dave Chappelle, for instance, right? Who, uh, you know, cancel cancel cultures after that guy, right? But I don't think they're going to get him because I think people that love Dave Chappelle love Dave Chappelle, regardless of what comes out of his mouth next, you know, as long as it's not uh, truly hateful and that kind of thing. I think the guy is largely misunderstood, Um for amongst those that are detractors of Dave Chappelle, you know, and there's certainly a lot of them out there. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't say things that I intend to be controversial. Right. And again, I'm not going to, nobody's going to agree with me a hundred percent. And that's cool. Cause you know, that's life. Right. And we shouldn't all just be on the same page. We're not automatons, you know, we're going to, we're all different and have our own opinions on things, you know? And so, you know, in, in saying that, I, I think the guy gets a lot of undue hate, you know, um, but I'm going to love that guy anyways. Dave Chappelle is hilarious to me, and, um, you know, for anybody that's offended by it, I think, you know, pay more attention. I think it's, I think the essence of what he's saying is based on love and respect, and I can't ever be mad at, at love and respect, you know. Um, so I just think that sometimes the love and respect gets misinterpreted in the hate, which is kind of crazy, but, you know. Again, you know, we're not always going to agree on things, but regardless of where you're at in your life to anybody out there, whatever, uh, you know, orientation that you have, you know, because I know that's a lot of the hate that he gets. I got love and respect for everybody out there. If you're human at all, it's all love, right? As long as you ain't doing no crooked shit and hurting people, who cares kind of things, you know, to each their own. That's where I'm at on things. So, uh, but just so there's no misconstrued or under, misunderstandings on that, and I think people that should be free to express themselves for whoever they feel themselves to be, right? Because that's the continuation about that, and that goes back into artistry, right? Like it's about self-expression 
and conveying what you have in this world. But those ideas and that energy that the art channels can live on forever. Music is a great example of that, you know, and that's kind of what I've been talking about most. But that goes for painters too. Like I really like Salvador Dali's work. MC Escher was fascinating to me, you know, all the the little tricks and the like the uh regular division of a plane and everything that he does on that thing. Like the mathematical approach that he took to art was uh visually intriguing and very brilliant, really, you know. Um love his work. So yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the artists of the world. You know, I just want to reach out and just talk about that creativity and that creative space and the brilliance that happens within it, you know. And so if you have that or you possess it or if it's a spark but it's not a full raging flame within you, keep on nursing that spark. Keep on feeding it, right? Because, you know, there's, uh, there's certainly joy to be had in being the person that's creating something. And I think that can happen on a lot of different levels, right? There's craftsmanship, too, that goes along with, you know, art, right? There's, you know, carpentry and, uh, you know, mechanics. Maybe you're, you've got your own custom ride that is your pride and joy and your baby, and you're working on it to get that thing just right, you know, um, exactly how you want it. Like, to me, that's that's artistry as well. You know, it's applied through a different method, and everybody's got their thing, right? Like... Uh, you know, but art and craftsmanship and those kinds of things, those matter. I think uh, if you have it within you at all, to keep cultivating it and don't let that die out because a lot of times it's just like a muscle. If you don't use it, it eventually fades away or it gets rusty and that kind of thing, you know. Um, so if you've got it, you know, challenge yourself to to keep on utilizing that and to feed that creative desire and that thing that you love doing, because in the end, um, you know, you you rob yourself if you don't nurture that. And there's no point in doing that, right? It's uh, If you've got it within you, it's meant to be expressed. So I just wanted to leave that as kind of the final note of the podcast here. But I'm hoping y'all are out there creating brilliant moments in your own lives. Thank you once again for listening in. Uh, shout out and love to you all. And until we got to talk again, I'm out. Peace out.